welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be with you guys today. Oh, Christina, once again, so close yet so far away. Yes, yes. So Christina's, good to be with you all. And yes. we've been meeting with some of you for, we. I mean, for all the years we meet with our Dating in the City listeners, but it's just so nice to see what amazing listeners we have. Alessandra and I were talking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Between truly like the women that listen and the men. Oh my gosh. You guys, you are just, not only are you like beautiful and handsome, like the women are so beautiful. The guys are so, you know, attractive, but then also on top of all of that, they have phenomenal careers. They're just like doing such incredible things with their lives. And we're just so honored that you guys choose to spend like 45 minutes to an hour with us every other week. It's true. And a lot of what I love most about them is with all of that, yes, they have all of the accolades, the world accolades and the beauty and the physical things, but they also really care about being a good dater, being a good future boyfriend, being a good future girlfriend and the right way to do things. It's, it's, I love it. It's so wonderful to see that kind of dedication because it it takes that. I always say you have to want this. If you want to be in a relationship, it is, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot to get to that place. And I don't mean in a bad way, in a good way, but just like you can't major in all the majors in college, you have to choose one. Mm-hmm. It's like that with a relationship. Yeah. Christina, that is such beautiful advice. And it's so true. And I, well, I remember, and I'm sorry to go on a tangent here, but tangent, I remember being in college and I had so many interests. And in high school, I didn't have time for anything. I was running from one, from dance to theater to to all of my AP classes, to everything. Then in college, I was focusing on my English literature thesis. And one of my professors, my advisor told me, in order to do this, Christina, you're going to see that some of your other interests will have, you'll have to let go of them, which was very hard because I loved all of them. But in order to make time for the thing that I really wanted could see myself doing and really wanted to focus on. And that was learning about relationships and those things in literature, I had to let go and I could still have fun hobbies, but it couldn't be at the level that I was used to pursuing them. That's what dating is like with 
people, but also with creating time in your schedule for to make time for a relationship in your life. Oh, I love that, Christina. No, it's so true and akin to exactly like all the majors. It's not that one major is horrible and another major is like going to be like, if you don't major in this, you're going to die. It's the same thing with like mate selection, you know? And I think that people get really hung up on, oh my gosh, if I didn't, if I'm not with this one person, it's, it's all over for me. Mm. But I think like there are going to be pros and cons of any partner that you choose. And I think it's that making that decision, making the time, seeing the relationship through that really is. And also then not kind of going back and being like, oh, well, you know, what about all those other majors? What You know, it's, oh God, it's just the constant, it's the constant, you know, this is, this is life, you know, this is life. It's the journey. Well, Alessandra, I think that will take us straight into... Yes, it's our first first segment. segment. Stars, they're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, so speaking of comparison, look at this. Brian Austin Green's girlfriend, Shauna Burgess, says comparing herself to Megan Fox is dangerous. So, Christina, do you know um, Brian Austin Green? Brian Austin Green is yes, Megan Fox's ex. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was in like 90210. He was a star when he was younger. Um, but definitely, I would say, I mean, Megan's fame has, of course, eclipsed his. And they kind of had this very public um, relationship. They were married. So Shauna Burgess- And have three children. Yes, exactly, exactly. So um, Shauna Burgess, or Burgess, God, I'm saying her name wrong, and I've talked about her a lot on Access Hollywood, which is really unfortunate. And this is also a story from Access Hollywood. Oh, really? Credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Shauna Burgess, she's now um, expecting her first baby. um, And she says that she does not compare herself to to Megan Fox. And then she said, like in a quote um, from her Instagram, the notion that you quote unquote follow in in the footsteps of your partner's ex is dangerous. If you live by that idea, then it will lead you to the same result. The relationship ending. So she shared this on her Instagram story, not on her um, thing. So yeah, I wanted to talk about in real life. Let's talk about comparing. Is it healthy, first of all, to compare yourself to your ex's past partners? So let's tackle that question first, because that's what Shauna is talking about here. Right. Well, I think it's absolutely not healthy. It's obvious not to, to, you should not compare yourself. I wish we didn't, it wasn't human nature to compare ourselves to other people, but it is, unfortunately. That's why if you find yourself doing that, do what you need to, to take that person out of your line of vision. Don't follow that person on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever it is. If you're comparing yourself to that person, just don't. But a lot of times it could be a friend that you're even comparing yourself to who you don't want to shut out of your life. But I, I don't think that Shauna and Megan are friends. I So I think it would be healthy for Shauna to not follow Megan on Instagram. That's what I would do yeah. if I were her. But 
And imagine, especially like, I think with people who are not in the public eye, it's already challenging to kind of, you know, focus on you and not compare yourself to like other women or other, just other, yeah, especially exes. But imagine with the limelight, like, and especially Megan Fox now being so ubiquitous with her Machine Gun Kelly relationship. And it's Megan Fox. She's like objectively one of the most hottest, most stunning, like, you know, every man like wants Megan Fox. Every girl wants to be, you know, so, oh God, how imagine how challenging that would be. Right. Well, that also brings me to another point, which I wanted to talk about because Megan Fox actually was, I I think I'm pretty sure had a crush on Brian Austin Green while he was on Beverly Hills 90210. And then they started dating, got married, all of that. This reminds me, a lot of people will come to us and say they want to date a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And you look at also Tom Cruise and his ex, Katie Holmes, similar situation where she saw him, Tom Cruise as this celebrity before she was famous, had a big crush on him, dated him, married, now they're divorced. Same thing with Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. So I just want us to all think about that that concept too, that just because someone's a celebrity and you think that you know that person and you doesn't mean that it's going to be a good relationship for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in that sense, with the whole comparison that we're discussing right now, that there's no need to compare yourself to other people because you're going to be the right person for someone and all the other people will not be the right person. And that's that. That's why when you were talking, Alessandra, you said that just, we all think that every man wants Megan Kelly for, I mean, Megan Fox for just that. You would think that that would be the case, but not every man is going to get along with her. Not every yeah. man is going to be the right personality who can handle her, whatever, whatever, personality balance balance for her and so i would say that actually not every man wants megan kelly and megan fox and that's why i don't there's no need to compare yourself to other women because whatever every any other woman is not going to be the right fit for the right man for you so yeah i yeah christina you're so right it's everyone's different and so let's talk about now comparing your ex to your current partner because I feel like that's another thing (laughs) that nobody talks about and everybody does. Mm. So let's talk about that. Is it healthy to do that? Okay. Well, that's another obvious no, but it, but it, as you said, it happens so frequently, whether people talk about it to their friends or maybe they just hold it in. You may be doing this to yourself and because you feel like, okay, everyone's going to, going to judge me if I tell them what I'm thinking. I was date coaching a bachelorette who is, was recently married. She was married for a year and then had a baby pretty quickly during that, you know, they got pregnant pretty quickly. And she, after, you know, it's very difficult in the beginning of the few months of having a newborn. Mm -hmm. So especially with when intimacy with matters of intimacy and all of that. So she was 
telling, reminiscing about her ex who mm-hmm. she had actually been intimate with. And she was in some ways, you know, comparing the relationship. And I had to remind her that Bachelorette, she's married, but, you know, I I date coach married people too. Yeah. The, she was, she was telling me that. And I reminded her the relationship with her ex didn't get to the point of marriage because he didn't choose her. Or whatever it was, and she they didn't choose each other, and God didn't choose that couple for marriage. It never got to that place of marriage. So it's it's an un it's comparing apples to oranges. You can't compare it. This man, this the man who she's married to chose her. Obviously, intimacy will be very different with each person, and especially after pregnancy, when you've just given birth, it's oh. it's women's hormones are all over the place. My hormones are already <laughs> all over the place. Oh my god, I'm going to be such a mess after I give birth. God bless everyone. I can't I can, wait. <laughs> I can freaking barely like. Oh my God. You're going to be such a good mom, Sandra. I'm going, I, can't I hope wait. so. Oh, I just have to regulate. I, I just have to be emotionally like regular. I have to be an emotionally regular person before I even I entertain the idea of having children. Sandra, but it's so different much. with everyone. Everyone yeah. has, some people do go emotionally up and down with pregnancy. Some people are great. I know I have a lot of friends and women who I coach who mm-hmm. who've been total totally fa- placid. After, yeah. but this particular woman yeah. wanted to talk to me about that. I'm so happy she did because it just shows the truth that it's not, you can't compare them because that man didn't choose you. Yeah. Are there any strategies for maybe people that are, because I genuinely get when we're doing relationship coaching and I'm thinking of one bachelorette in particular, she literally just got engaged, um, to her, uh, to her now, uh, fiance. And this is okay. This isn't actually somebody that I date coach. It's a matchmaker feedback form that I read. Um, and yeah, yeah. And I was reading, um, from one of our matchmakers on the, on the session, just like the feedback we always get. So you guys, obviously, well, I don't know for those of you that are new here, we own a matchmaking company and all of our matchmakers do date coaching, um, and date feedback meetings and all of that. So when one of our matchmakers does a date coaching session, um, they write like a recap of the date coaching session. So we can see what the client is working on, um, how we can support them if, if needed. Um, so in one of these date feedback forms, she basically wrote that this, um, this bachelorette was like, like obsessing about an ex and was comparing everything about her new fiance to this ex. So are there any strategies that we can give any women that are maybe struggling with this um, in even, it doesn't have to be a fiance. It can be in, in a new relationship um, that any strategies that we can give women so that they can um, navigate this and know that they're not alone in it as well. Okay, so first of all, this might seem obvious, but destroy everything that is something that was given to you by the ex, mm-hmm. or maybe even a poem that he wrote for you, anything that is a gift or 
even reminiscent, maybe give something, give stuff away. Maybe he gave you a teddy bear, give it away. Mm-hmm. Then purge. Purge. The purge. Right. That's yeah. maybe the obvious Cleanse. Step. Yes, cleanse. I love that. Cleanse. Then the next one, and we've talked about this a little bit, that I'd recommend is doing the soul ties prayer. Mm-hmm. And you can look that up. I, I don't have one off the top of my head, but it is good to put that relationship to rest with your soul as well and just give him to God and you can pray for him, but we want to take away any unhealthy remembrances of that person. Remembering that it's okay if he comes back in your mind, he was part of your life. But so being gentle with yourself and knowing that you can't be a perfect clean slate, that we're human and we have memories. So that's fine. And some days will be worse. Some days will be better. Anything that you would say, Alessandra, that could be helpful? Yeah. Um, I think that self-compassion goes such a long way. Um, and there is, if you literally Google, if you look up self-compassion.org, um, there's this wonderful, wonderful um, meditation that you can do as well that just helps you kind of process emotions really surrounding anything. Um, I love, I'm a big believer in this, like just self-compassion in general, because I think in every chapter, we need to give ourselves self-compassion. And there's so much mm-hmm. scientific evidence that shows how important self-compassion and acceptance are. Um, so Dr. Kristen Neff is like the leader of the kind of self-compassion movement. And she wrote an awesome book. She wrote a few books, actually. Fierce Self-Compassion was her last one. Um, but it's also mindfulness. So basically, mindfulness means being as in the moment as humanly possible. Mm. So it's taking yourself out of Mm. living in the past and bringing yourself into the present. And there are different grounding techniques that you can use. If you find, yeah, if you found that, if you find that you're doing this a lot and also, but also it it has to be paired with this self-compassion for yourself, because especially if you're either in a new relationship or engaged or about to be engaged or about Mm -hmm. to get married. Or yeah, on your wedding day. (laughs) On your wedding day. Like I, um, Christina, we I have heard this from so many women, so many, not only date coaching girlfriends who, you know, I, because I'm super real with my girlfriends, they'll be real right back with me. And that's the beauty of being authentic and genuine in your friendships. Mm -hmm. Because when you, and I've learned this honestly over the years, because I used to just think, oh, in my female friendships, I should just mask it. Like everything's perfect. Then I realized that, wait, no, I can be real with my friends and the more real I am with them, they'll be more real with me. So even my married friends and friends that I thought everything was perfect with them, the fact that they were able to open up and share with me like, oh my gosh, I had this huge level of anxiety when I was about to get married. But now that I'm married, I'm like, I all like, you know, I have more moments of peace than I do of anxiety. Anxiety still comes in, but a majority of my moments are very, very peaceful. And there are certain personality types that are going to yield. They're going to ebb in that direction. Um, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day who was telling me this 
And I was just so, I was blown away and yet like so relieved and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And nobody talks about this, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think like relationship anxiety is a very real thing, especially when you're about to make a huge commitment and transition. Like that is when a lot of fears will come up. So it's combining that self-compassion, that understanding that universal, like you are not alone. You're not the only person that's struggling with comparison, whether it's you comparing yourself to other women and you having that jealousy element, or you comparing your ex to other partners that you've had in the past. And so it's that self-compassion of being like, I like, oh, sweetheart, this is difficult. This is really hard, but you're going to be just fine. You're going to get through this. And one of the things that Kristen Neff says to do, um, and she literally guides a meditation, you put your heart on your chest and you self-soothe yourself, which is so beautiful. And there's just so much to be said for that. Um, And then the mindfulness component of grounding yourself. So if you feel like you're kind of rabbit holing or like getting into the past and like kind of can't get, you ground yourself and it's, this five, four, three, two, one method. So it's like five things that you see, four things that you can hear, three things that you can um, taste, or two things that you can. Um, I, 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 I'm not giving the exact thing, but Google grounding technique. Um, but just getting yourself into the moment is really important as well. And knowing that it's okay. It's okay. Well, Sandra, I loved that you brought up the whole grounding thing because. I found that often going to a park or going in nature, really taking a walk in nature is so soothing for you, especially if you're going, and I'm talking, when I say you, I mean the listeners, just everyone. It's if you're going through something, you can't work it out. You don't know what's going on. Go to a park, go, go to a river, go and take a walk, have some time what is it Matthew Kelly has this this he talks about this time that it's unrestricted time free time or play mm-hmm. time do you in remember in the seven levels of intimacy he talks yeah. about that actually yeah oh, what is it it has a, he has a certain phrase yeah. for it but it doesn't matter it's really getting out there and grab, putting yourself your feet on the ground not doing a task just walking and enjoying the nature around you Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Like mindfulness, being in nature, being in all of that. And then realizing that you're choosing everything you're choosing, you know, you're choosing your partner, you're making a, you know, hopefully a great decision, but even if it's not, you're going to figure it out and you have all the tools that you need. And there's no need to worry about the future because you've got it. You're going to be well-prepared. You're going to be well-equipped for anything that comes up and, um, and embracing the uncertainty because everything, there's never a, as much as we want everything to be so certain, a lot of things in life just are not certain. And mm-hmm. it's getting comfortable with that, especially in dating, especially in relationships. Um, but just knowing you're not alone is something I think that's really important. And also being super strong. Like I love that Sharna said all of this because it does bring up really good talking points as well. Um, yeah. So Anyway, um, also I will say when it comes to kind of the ex-girlfriend and stuff or like the ex-partner or even ex-wife or anything, um, I know that, I know that for me, I'm, I can err on the side of being incredibly jealous and just 
a psycho, which I don't, that's like a not politically correct word to say anymore, but like, just, I can be crazy. Like, I know my one thing is like jealousy and well, my one thing, my one of a million things, but I know for me, it's just really helpful out of sight, out of mind. It's not something that, you know, we don't, you don't need to pick at the ex. Like you don't need to, you know, stalk her. Like what you were saying, Christina, of like finding her on Instagram and like following her life, just stay in your lane, focus on you, focus on if you have that urge, do something then that incorp- that brings you self-love and that kind of brings you back to, mm. oh my gosh, wait, let me discover something about myself that's fabulous. Or like, let me, oh, let me look that's into, good. yeah, like let me look into what's the daily devotional for today. Like kind of redirecting that urge mm-hmm. because that urge will be there, but it'll pass. So instead of in- engaging in that urge, kind of move to something else that's going to bring you self-love and support and exactly mindfulness going out for a walk. Like all of these things also totally can be super helpful, but you're not alone people. And that is what you're saying, Alessandra is replacing a habit of vice with a habit of virtue. That's Mm. really, really good. That's for everything that we do. That's a very helpful mechanism to bring us on a better place and then you'll grow and those things won't, won't be as bothersome. I've also learned that men are so different than women. It's very, you can't, men are not usually, even if you, you as a woman might be thinking about exes, guys aren't like, Men are single focus. Women are diffuse focus. It's true. Women have more of a capability. Christina, this is so true. Women have more of a capability of dating multiple men at once, having multiple kind of emotional bonds to people. Men are single focused. Most men, that's very difficult for them. Mm-hmm. Very difficult. Too much. Too much for them. Too much mm-hmm. for them. They're emotionally incapable. Except for some 20 percenters. And then you got to be a little more on alert yeah. because those 20 percenters, there's um, pros and cons of having that kind of man in your life that those very emotionally, you know, they can, they tend to be able to have more emotional bonds with women outside of their partnership, just being completely honest. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a double, it's listen with every, there's always give and take in any right. type of man. There's give and take. Exactly, exactly. Not all men are the same. Not what we're seeing don't always fit into each category perfectly. But yeah. you have to see that when you're dating the person. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next story. This really hits home for me. Okay, Julia Fox lost 15 pounds when dating Kanye West for only six weeks. It just wasn't sustainable, she says. Again, this is from Access Hollywood. Thank you, Access. Hmm. So Julia Fox, do you know who this is, Christina? No. Okay, so her and Kanye West. Oh, I think you. we may have talked about her as the fan, kind of like the fangirl. Yeah. So she's the cheerleader con- girl. Yeah. You called her something last time when you thought she was a great match for yeah, Kanye. Yeah. I thought she was, I, this is the type of woman that he needs. He needs somebody that's able to follow him, fawn on him and everything Mm -hmm. that he does. But then it kind of turns out that she's, I mean, they ended up breaking up and it, it shows like one of the things that she even said was that, 
you know, I have this full, awesome life. And while in the beginning, I was trying really hard to like support him and support his vision and be the one that was like, you know, with every relationship, there's a diamond and there's a setting. So she was trying really hard to be an amazing, fabulous setting for him. But then she realized that, oh, wait, I have this incredible life and I've been just completely neglecting all of my stuff. So anyway, um, she then revealed that she lost 15 pounds and it just wasn't sustainable for her. So I wanted to ask you in real life, I wanted to discuss, is relationship burnout a real thing? Hmm. I definitely think it is, Alessandra. I think as you can see, if the person isn't right for you and it's just causing you that much anxiety, pain, then it's not going to be sustainable like it wasn't for Julia. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's almost like with the thing with Kanye is that also he, you know, he's been, I mean, it's been open that he does have um, mental illness and he's, he does have bipolar disorder. So it's almost like he lives his life in such an extra way where it's like going, 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 going. And it's almost like this manic state where it's like, boom, 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 boom. The next thing, next thing, next thing. Um, so I could so easily see a woman getting really excited about that and initially being like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. This is so much fun. This is this, this is that. But then it's like, oh my gosh, can't you just, you, you, it's not sustainable because it's this, you know, it's this high, but it's this constant high. Um, so yeah, I, I do believe that relationship burnout is a very real thing. And I also think that this is why, um, long distance relationships, a lot of times they can end in a, in a, you know, as soon as the two people kind of get in the same city Mm. and the reality sets in of what are your lifestyles actually like, right? Because it's one thing to, you know, go on these exciting adventures together or go on these fabulous dates together and have a really great time in the moment. But then it's another thing to, you know, what you have to regulate together and you have to see how do you guys actually do your real lives together? And is that something where, you know, like with Kanye, he is in this stage anyway, he's at 150% all of the time. And that, you know, how is that? And and this is something that women can see or men can see even as they're dating somebody, can he come down to chill? Can you guys relax together? What does your daily look like? Or is it, you know, because there are other people that also are at 150% and they can easily do it. They don't need a lot of sleep on, they're on, they're on this city, that city, waking up early, not getting a lot of sleep. There are people that can do that sustainably and they're totally fine, but that's a completely different type than somebody who needs more of a balance. So that's why with long, long distance relationships, it's really important to spend a lot of real life time together. Right. And I would say on the other side of the coin too, Especially if people are in college, I've seen this happen where they're so close in proximity to each other that they end up spending the beginning of a relationship, they end up spending way too much time together. Mm -hmm. They can easily see each other every day. So they make that happen, but it's not the appropriate phase of the relationship to be doing that. And it's this fire that, that grows and 
blazes too quickly and then it burns out because it's just too much. So that's what I would encourage people who live really close to someone who they're dating or maybe in college that you really take your time and take it slow. There's no substitute for time in getting to know someone. Oh, Christina, that is such good advice. That is such good advice because we're talking about burnout, but in the different areas. Oh my gosh. Right. You're a genius. Wow. (laughs) You're so smart. You know what? I'll take it. You are too though. Thanks, Christina. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm still learning. I'm still learning, but I, at least I can kind of try to give some of my knowledge to the listeners as I go through life. And as I work with all these people over the past 10 years, all these lovely men and women. Um, Okay. Let's go on to our next segment. Sisterly advice. Sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hello, Allie and Christina, aka Mr. Relax, Traditional and Full Traditional. I have recently been watching Love is Blind season two on Netflix and Married at First Sight season 14 on Lifetime. Both have been eye-opening. Both involve the blind date dynamic to some extent. I have found both fascinating because I have been told that physical and sexual attraction can grow for us as women, but men can make a pretty immediate yes or no decision. In both shows, interestingly, some women are turned off immediately when they see what their new partner looks like and write him off for good, for good. What are your thoughts on this dynamic and these shows as a whole? They seem much more representative of dating than Vanderpump, Patty Sinker, or The Bachelor series. If you haven't watched them, why not? Smiley face. I don't have a clever name for myself, so I'll let Christina decide. Samantha. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And we'll just say, what should we call this this person? Oh my gosh, Samantha. Um, sorry, we're saying your name, Samantha. Oh my gosh, I don't have a witty one. Um, yeah, Christina, it's all you. Yeah, I don't really know either, but we could just say, Is love blind? Yeah, yeah. So, okay, as somebody, and I'll speak first because as somebody who's watched these shows, Mm -hmm. even though you guys, I'm so sorry, I have not watched. And I know this is like a cardinal sin because this is my, like I literally spoke on Love is Blind season two on NBC the other day, but I have not seen Love is Blind season two. I have seen Love is Blind season one um, and I have seen Married at First Sight. Um, I saw the last season. I don't think I saw this most recent season, Um, but I, from what we have found what you're saying is spot on for whatever reason for women physical attraction and sexual attraction can grow for men for whatever reason i don't know what it is you guys it just it's either yes or no usually it's yes i'm going to be completely honest because when you dumb it down to sexual would a man have sex with this woman? The answer is usually yes, okay? And this is something that it's like this big secret that I didn't know and I would have known because it would have given me so much 
I just would have felt so much more empowered going through high school and college, just knowing that like men are very basic. And like, if you, as a woman, if you were to say, do you want to have sex with me? And there've been so many YouTube videos that show this. Um, these are like social experiments and sorry, Christine, I know this is crass. Um, but they're, they literally have women on the street going up to men being like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to have sex? And then the men will be like, Oh, wait, are you serious? Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Let's go. And it's just like, it's, it's a very, like, usually men will say yes to sex, which is also why women should wait to have sex with a man. Um, until I know Christina says until the commitment that you want. And I say until uh, at the minimum exclusivity, wait as long as humanly possible though, because it just, it adds a whole other freaking bag of worms when you get intimate with somebody, um, before you really decide, are you going to be my husband or not? Like I, as I've gotten older, I've learned that. Okay. Learned it, you guys. Um, but anyway, so all that to say, um, I know that this is not what modern, modern coach is not me. Um, as Matthew Kelly says, I know this is not what modern culture like wants us to talk about. They want to say like, Oh, men and women, they're really there. Oh, there's no major differences, but there are. So if you kind of understand, okay, a majority of men would say yes to having sex, but then it's that different level. It doesn't all because they would say yes to having sex with you. Doesn't mean that they'll say yes to having a second date with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or even having a first date with you. So men would have sex with a woman that would not actually even, that they wouldn't even bring out on a date. Just being honest, they, they will, they will have sex, even if they would not bring a woman out on a proper date. We're also talking about this is primal man. Right. Um, right. There we're are, not, right, right. yeah, you know, we're not condoning, we're not condemning all men here, um, because there are some really good guys who would never do that and who wouldn't do that. They wouldn't actually do that. But if you ask them and you're like, okay, how about, you know, um, there's no, you know, morals don't exist. Would you do this? They would say, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. Women on the other hand are not that way Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. at all it's the opposite it's just the opposite because for women sexual attraction is so much more than just physical it's so much more than just body type it's so much more than just you know somebody's face or somebody's body like it's just so much more than that it's such an it's such a a 360 you know it has to be right and that's why chemistry is so important to women often because that is what is building the sexual attraction with the man. They, this man, I've seen this so many times where the man could be opposite of what her physical, her typical physical type is, but she has this draw to him because they have a certain chemistry. That's why it's very difficult for women to, to put labels on exactly the kind of physical man that they want to be with. That's why it's important to be open. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I think that that, I mean, and yeah, I think it is, um, women can also definitely be turned off for sure based on physical appearance. Um, because yeah, women also, there is that like, it's either like, it's not so much like 
yes or ab- or absolutely no. It's kind of like, how would you describe it, Christina? I would say, what are you wearing? I would... <laughs> That's how I would describe it. Even something that a guy wears could totally turn her off. We've seen that in date feedback. Oh God, that's terrible. (laughs) And just, what does he smell like? Ew. What, these are a lot of things that go, why hasn't she shaved? Sorry. And it doesn't, these are things that it's, if the man did them, she probably would be physically attracted to him, but he didn't. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very layered for women. It's so That's layered. why we recommend giving people at least three dates at the minimum, unless you are repulsed, of course. And then you never see the person again, but if you're repulsed. Yeah. When you get repulsed, that's a clear sign to exit the premises. Right. Okay. Um, let's talk. Let's move on, Christina. Okay, we couldn't help but wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. And this is season four, episode three, Defining Moments. Carrie couldn't help but wonder, what really defines a relationship? So this is the this is the episode where Carrie meets this jazz guy and she's on a pseudo date with Mr. Big. So they're I guess trying to just be friends. Oh god, what are you doing, Carrie? And then Miranda decides to get more comfortable using the bathroom in front of her date. Um so oh. yeah, I guess her date like uses the bathroom in front of her, which is really awkward. Charlotte find out Trey only wants to have sex in places where they can get caught. Oh, Trey. And then Samantha meets Maria, a lesbian partner at Charlotte's gallery and questions her own sexuality. Whoo, a lot to unpack there. So Christina, what really defines a relationship? What do you have to say? Ooh, well, it definitely has to be something that both people choose and want And we say waiting three months before making the relationship exclusive because it does take time to get to know someone. You want to wait until that point so that the, you let the actual natural time come through. You see the person in different settings. You see the person with other friends with one-on-one, one-on-one dates in different settings and seeing if this person is compatible with you and you are excited about a a potential future before cutting out cutting off other, other potentials for you. Now these, each of these things, Carrie and Mr. Big going on pseudo dates, not a good idea. Don't do that. Please. If you're attracted to someone, just don't, if it's a date, it's a date. That's it. Yeah. And I think like, there's also something to be said for like Miranda's storyline. Like there's a level of comfort, but then it's also like, there's a line and it's always best, even when you're married, even when you're married. Yeah. To to keep keep. her grandmother always said that to keep a level of mystery there. And that would include not going to the bathroom in front of the other person. Yeah. To doing grooming things privately. You, so one (laughs) of your caveats, Christina, for marrying Dan, remember you said, 
you have, we have to buy a house with two bathrooms, like (laughs) one bathroom for me and one bathroom for you. You would not agree to a marriage unless that was the case. (laughs) Unless we bought a house with two bathrooms. Now I'm remembering. Yeah. Things change. Oh my gosh. You also used to say that you would never let your husband see you without makeup on. That's true. That's true. I know. And I didn't let him see me until day after we got married. Wow. That must have been a rude awakening. I'm just kidding. You look exactly the same without makeup. You're so beautiful. I, on the other hand, I like to make sure that they see me without makeup so they can understand what they're getting themselves into. I'm just kidding. I I just, I, you know, you have more trust in the male sex than I do. Or like, I would just rather them think I'm beautiful without makeup and verbalize that than, you know, experience. Right. 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 No, I hear you. I just think that, yes, there are boundaries that you even need for your future husband and you want to make sure that yeah, he he respect mm-hmm. because you could be repulsed by him too doing those things, and you don't want to get in that headspace. Hundred percent, you sure could be. I completely, completely hear you. Um, okay, so let's move on, Christina, to the next segment. Catching up with the Contis, we have the Heart of Dating Bachelorette tonight. Yeah. It was actually Tuesday. March 8th at 7 p.m. Central Time. So that is 5 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Our bachelorette, Anastasia, the lovely Anastasia, will get to watch her dates. We'll get to see all three of the men who she chose. We'll get mm-hmm. to see who she selects, help her make a selection. It's live tonight. Mm-hmm. Will it be replayed anywhere else, Sandra? Or how can they catch up? They can go on our our Instagram. I mean, are we posting anything? Probably the Heart of Dating Instagram is the best place to go, correct? Yeah, the Heart of Dating Instagram, I think, is just the best. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Facebook, they've put videos of the men. But mm-hmm. definitely follow because follow Heart of Dating because then you'll get to see when we do whenever new things we do and after the final rose, all of that. Yeah, definitely. That's that's beautiful. I'll be on trending with Timree on Relevant Radio this coming Thursday. And that is March 10th, 11th at 6 p.m. Central. That's 4 p.m. Pacific and 8 p.m. Um, no, and 7 p.m. Eastern. We will be talking about why it's empowering to dress attractively for the opposite sex. Mm. Yes, that's one of the things. And also we will be doing a deep dive into religious luring and the detriments that that can have on a relationship if someone tries to use religion as a way to ensnare the other person. Yeah, that's so good, Christina. Um, Amazing. Okay, and our final segment, our final, um, Alessandra's Affirmation. So I'm going to classics with Christina. So, all right, you guys, I want you to pause whatever you're doing, talk about mindfulness. That's what we're doing right now. And I want you to take two deep breaths with us. Okay. So let's breathe in two, three, four, 
out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let it out, honey. And my affirmation for you today is, may I fall deeper in love with myself every single day. May I fall deeper in love with myself every single day. Is that one on your Instagram, Alessandra? No, it's not. I will. That will be my next quote. May I fall Perfect. deeper in love I with need myself. To add this every to my reading. <laughs> to my reading. <laughs> Christina <laughs> thinks I'm really cheesy and <laughs> I just can't wait to see our stepdad or stepfather Dennis's reaction. <laughs> These are like from the depths of my heart, but it's fine. We can trivialize them. It's fine. Okay. Classics with Christina. We're going to do Anne of Green Gables this week. Mm. I only watched the Kevin Sullivan DVDs, so I can't claim to have read (laughs) the books. However, I hear they're really good. And the theme, the moral to take away from them is sometimes... We think that we want this, what we think that we want isn't the right, isn't the right person for us. And this goes in line, ties into the beginning of the episode with what we were talking about with Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. And when you think you want a celebrity and they're actually not the right person for you. Mm. And because of Anne, Anne's, Anne's romances and Anne's this really romantic young woman and she has this incredible young man who's into her and and wants to marry her but she doesn't think that he fits the prototype of the kind of romance here romantic hero that she should be with Mm. so it's fascinating to see what happens I'm not going to ruin it watch those dvds or read the books I love that Amazing. You guys, thank you so much for listening today and for just spending time with us and know that we love you guys so much. There's truly so much love that we have for everyone listening. And remember, whatever you're going through, you're not alone. This too shall pass. You're doing great. Keep keep on keeping on. Um, and we love you so much. And we'll see you guys not next week, but the week after. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.